Like Tennis's Williams sisters, Kate and Bronte Campbell have spent much of their careers fighting over the same spoils. Now heading into this year's Olympics, the Brisbane Sprint Specialists, raised in the tiny African nation of Malawi, plan to turn the Rio pool into a family affair, their own happy hunting ground. Younger sister Bronte is the reigning world champion in the 50 and 100 metre freestyle. Kate won the 100 metre world title in 2013 and is a relay gold medalist from London. It's an extraordinary sister act, but who will top the charts in Brazil? Good How are you, Bronte? Hi. Welcome, Bronte. Thank you. Kate, welcome to you. Thank come you come sit down, girls. Come on. Why, thank and you. welcome to Olympians Off the Record. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Good to be here. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Kate. <laughs> She's quick off the blocks, this one. She always beats me off the blocks. <laughs> it's not always at the finish. Not always at the finish, though. Mm. It, it is the me. finish that counts, oh, no. unfortunately. Girls, you'll race each other at the Olympic Games in the 50 freestyle and the 100 freestyle and you'll join up as part of our 4 by 100 metre freestyle relay team. It's one of the great Olympic stories I reckon I've ever heard. It's weird you calling it one of the great Olympic stories because this is one of our great dreams that we've had since we were little kids. This is what we, this is what we wanted to do when we were seven and nine and it's taken 16 years or so for it to come around, but um, it, it's very strange to us that it's actually real. <laughs> How tough was it, those trials? Because you both arrive in Adelaide and we expect you to get to Rio together. Yeah, trials was um, very nerve-wracking when you're expected to make the team. It, it's sort of taken for granted, but you still have to step up and do it. At Olympics, there's, it's almost like you've got nothing to lose. You know, you go out there, you give it your best shot. At trials, if you don't step up and you don't perform, you not only have the next four years of your life to lose, but you've lost the past four because that's what they've been working up to. So, you know, you've got an eight-year deficit in your life suddenly from one race that is over in under 53 seconds. Shall we have a look at the 100-metre freestyle from the Olympic trials in Adelaide earlier this year? Oh, I, neither of us have actually been, looked I at it. I haven't watched it, actually. Well, we're about to, eh? And you can talk us through it. Oh, gosh. I can... You can I'll... I show you where the piano lands, and then all the orchestra comes and joins them. Talk us through it, guys. Come on. Um, that was probably the most nervous I've ever been behind the blocks there, and I did my little smile. Always make sure I smile before I have my race, because it um, helps me to um, enjoy it. I mean, I want to do this. I chose to do this. <laughs> Doesn't matter how stressful it is, I still wanted to be able to do this, so. I can remember my hands shaking when getting we went down. I'm oh, nervous, so just, nervous watching just watching. Thank you, Mark. Man, that was a terrible time. <laughs> Campbell, baby sister going nicely. Emma McKeon just fractionally behind them. The sisters are out in front so often. They both look nervous to me. Oh, I can see the nervous tension in my arms. The sisters are out in front so often, stroke for stroke. Look at that together down the pool. I knew that it was going to be an awful long way back home, and it was. It's Kate, point six under world record pace. Bronte just behind her. Watch out. And, and oh, there goes the piano. There it is. There it is. And Ooh. then, here, oh, look, there comes the rest of the orchestra climbing on board. <laughs> oh. I was just watching Kate, and I could see Emma as well, and just hoping to get on that wall. When we and saw then, the screen, it was just pure really, relief. 
Uh, you don't look very happy. I don't um, look very I happy. I'm not that happy. Simon's just frowning. Yeah. <laughs> this incredible run of water shot that we just love because you, you know, you can see one another basically, can't you? Yeah. Because of your breathing techniques. Yeah. yeah. Watching, yeah. watching each other on the way home, on the way out, we breathe different ways. On the way back, we're um, we're watching each other the whole way back. I could see Kate dying, so <laughs> that gave me a little bit of extra pace that last ten meters. Yeah. I think that that video, there's hardly any smiles. There's just, you know, we just hugged each other. And I think that Bronte said, we're off to Rio. And I think I said, thank goodness. <laughs> that was it. Even with Kate having won both the 100 and the 50, do you feel like it's an even, Stephen bet going into Rio between the two of you? Yeah, it's always even going into an Olympic Games. And Olympic Games levels the playing field. All you have to do is get in that final and it's, 100% anybody's game. Um, it's, it's not about times going in. The Olympic Games isn't really about the fastest ranked person or the fastest time going in. It's 100% about the race and the person that can step up and race on the night. That's the one who's going to win. Is it getting easier to be head-to-head -head against your sister that you love or is it getting harder? It's not getting harder. I don't think it's ever been really, really hard because especially when you're going over and you're competing in an Olympic Games together, you're... Um, you're competing as Australia first up against the rest of the world, but then you're also competing with your sister against the rest of the world. So we're kind of competing together. And I know it sounds weird because we are competing against each other as well, but it's not like it's an experience that we get to share and it's, it's pretty special that we get to do that. We marvel at you in the water, on the pool deck, in the marshalling room. Are you really having that much fun? have to. I mean, we're, we're living the dream. How many little kids dream of going to an Olympic Games? You know what? This is it. We're doing it. We're, we're doing what all those kids have been dreaming about. And so you have to do it. You have to have fun. Would it be as much fun for Bronte Campbell if Kate Campbell wasn't swimming and vice versa? It definitely wouldn't be as much fun for me if, if Kate wasn't swimming. We've been doing it since we were little kids together. And I don't think I'd be the athlete I am today without Kate showing me the way. And I also don't think that Kate would be where she is today without me pushing her on. I think that we, we really, together, embraced what, what it takes to, to be at the top of your game. And without each other's support, I think it would be a lot harder. And I'd, I'd find it a lot tougher. Let's go back to the early years. You were born in Africa. Do you remember much about Malawi? Now, we do remember a lot about Malawi. Um, I mean, I was seven when we moved. Kate was nine, but um, we do have quite fond memories. We went back in 2010 and, and visited again. And, I mean, it was a great place to grow up, but then coming to Australia straight off the back of that and um, seeing how much more opportunity there was here and walking down the streets and there wasn't any rubbish. And when, when we first came to Australia um, on Saturday morning, all us kids used to line up and watch the garbage truck come and empty the garbage because we'd never seen that before. And, and there were no power outages. Everywhere was clean. There were gutters. Yeah. In, in Malawi, there was just like big trenches down the next to the side of the road that Bronte used to ride her bike into. Yeah, I fell in one once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about mum and dad. Eric, the accountant, Jenny, the nurse. And they both loved the water, didn't they? Mum used to be a synchronised swimmer, actually. Um, so she, she got her springbok colours for South Africa, but um, it was during apartheid, so she wasn't allowed to compete internationally. So she, wasn't, she didn't have that opportunity to go to a Commonwealth Games or an Olympics or a World Championships or anything like that. So, um, yeah, she instilled in us a great love of water, and I think that we could swim before we could walk. You're two of five, two sisters and, and a brother. Yeah. Tell us a bit about them. 
Oh, goodness. Um, <sighs> there are a lot of us. When we go out together, we do take up a lot of room. So there's me and Kate, and we're the eldest, and then there's Jessica, who's just turned 20, and then, then Hamish, then Abigail, who was born in Australia. So she was, she's the, the real, real Australian, and she's, she's about to turn 15 this year, and she's one crazy kid. She does <laughs> jiu-jitsu, so she, you, don't, you don't cross her. <laughs> and tell me about your brother, Hamish. Hamish is pretty special. He's, he's pretty grounding to have around some. He obviously can't do pretty much anything for himself. He's, he's, he's in a wheelchair, he can't, he can't feed himself, he can't even really communicate, he can't um, speak. I mean, we can sort of understand what he wants because we've known him our entire lives, but... Yeah, yeah, he was, um, he was, he was a stillborn, so um, there was some trouble sort of late in the labour and being born in Africa, it's a very, very sort of primitive place to give birth. Um, we, we've watched him grow and change and he, he always puts a, a smile on your face because, you know, what, what right do you have to be unhappy? You know, I, I, I play sport for crying out loud. Um, he, he sits there and waits, you, waits for you to, to feed him or he sits there and waits for a, a kind word from you and it just makes his day. Good, your mother, eh? Your mother. Yeah, mum's pretty... Pretty good. She's pretty good at her job, which is full-time mum, full-time carer for Hamish. Because um, he requires quite a lot of medical medical assistance. So, I mean, thank goodness she was a nurse, right? <laughs> she, she looks after him very, very well. But, yeah, our mum is definitely, definitely very incredible and learns work ethic from her 100%. Your mum said once, Bronte found swimming and swimming found Kate. Fair call, girls? Yeah, that, that's a fair call. That's a very nice way of putting it. Um... I was a little bit obsessive when I was a, a kid. I used to... We she used still to, is obsessive, I just FYI. I used to get up an hour early and walk to pool and go watch the big kids train because I was convinced that this was going to make a difference. It did not make a difference, but I thought it would. And then um, I'd sort of... Kate would turn up about an hour later and she'd forgotten her cap and her goggles and <laughs> she didn't care very much, but I was very driven. And you took a little while longer, Kate, <sighs> to get that same commitment. Yeah, jealousy is a very powerful <laughs> motivator. Let, let, let me just say, yeah, so we went to our first swimming carnival in Australia. It was just a little novice meet. And um, I, I, I swam all, all the 25 metres and I came away with a, a bronze in the 25 metres backstroke. Now, I thought I was, mm, I was pretty good. I got a medal. I'd never won a medal before. Um, but Bronte got four gold medals and an age championship trophy. Yeah, I wasn't feeling so good after that. It was like, I was feeling very insignificant. I didn't really help because I was, I was quite pleased. And I was also really pleased that I'd beaten my big sister. Um, and so I kind of brought the trophy with me everywhere and like wore the medals everywhere and brought my trophy and put it next to my place at dinner. Not the most humble winner there's ever been. <laughs> How did you handle that, Kate? Oh, not well, not well. I did not handle that well. I, um, I, I, I stole her medal and her trophies. Anyway, mum sat me down. She said, look, Kate, Bronte worked really hard for those. She goes to training, she tries hard, she always turns up. So if you want what Bronte has, you're going to have to work for it. Otherwise, be happy with your bronze medal. And I was not happy with my bronze medal, so I decided that I was going to have to do what Bronte did. So, you know, it, uh, Bronte's her own worst enemy in that respect. Yeah, I created this monster <laughs> that I now have to try and beat. And it's, it's all because seven-year-old me wasn't a little bit more humble. <laughs> the Olympic Games, 
Kate, for you, Rio is a third. Bronte, for you, a second. And Kate, you started as a 16-year-old in Beijing, but not everything went to plan. No. Um, I did not have a great start to my Olympic experience, that's for sure. Um, I made the mistake of, you know, reading things about me that I was going to go on and I was a, a, a chance at a gold medal and I was, like, just so overwhelmed. Um, so I, I performed very poorly in, in the relay um, on, on the first night um, and the girls managed to scramble and get a bronze medal for me, which I was very, very um, upset about. Um, and then by the time the 50 rolled around, I was just like, whatever. I'm, I'm here to swim, I'm here to enjoy the experience and um, I managed to, to, to come away with a bronze medal, which I value more now than I did back then. When I look back and see the wreck I was from that first day, to managing to claw my way back to the podium on, on the last day. Um, it was a big team effort and I just kind of was, was stuck in the middle of this big whirlwind. The years between Beijing and London were anything but straightforward. For both of you, you could have fallen through the cracks. Yeah, I mean, both of us got glandular fever in 2010 and then post-viral fatigue off the back of that, not knowing that we were sick, we raced and... Um, then kept on training and kept on trying to push through and that just makes it worse. So eventually we had to take time off and that was sort of when we could have let the sport go and, I mean, could have fallen away and we'd never been heard from again. But um, our coach sort of, Simon, sat us down and was like, well, I don't think that you've reached your potential. Like, when, when you come back from this break, we took about a month and a half off, I'm still going to be here for you and we're going to work through it. And, um, like, I believe that you can get to the next level, we just have to take a step back in order to go forward again. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Just managed to, to, to get ourselves back in time to, to qualify uh, for the London Olympics. And then the first night's great. I mean, four by 100 metre freestyle relay, yeah. gold medal. Yeah, we, we kind of stunned ourselves as much as the rest of the world. I mean, Netherlands were three seconds ahead on paper. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it all just unfolded perfectly for us on, on that first night. Bronte, you weren't part of that relay gold medal team. You were waiting for the 50-metre freestyle. And for you, Kate, after that golden moment, you ended up being sick. Oh, I know. I know. Like, this is but... what I mean. Kate is not at a, an easy ride. I mean, this is her <laughs> third time round at an Olympics. The first time round was obviously a rough ride first time. And then second time, she does so, so well on the first night. And then gets pancreatitis. No one gets pancreatitis. Uh, it was it was <laughs> a day, two two days before the hundred freestyle, and I remember waking up feeling very ill with like, the most intense pain, like radiating sort of through my stomach and back. And it was like I woke up like writhing in bed, and I staggered out to the bathroom, um, and then <laughs> passed out. And now there's an awful lot of me to hit the floor, so there's an almighty crash. That's um, when I woke up. And that's when Bronte wakes up and she comes out and I'm lying on the uh, on the ground, like, just in so much pain. I'm like, please get the doctor. Um, I, I obviously missed out completely on, on the 100 um, and still raced the 50. Um, and it was only after I raced that the blood work came back and they said, ooh, probably shouldn't have raced that. Um, so for, for, for me, it was devastating. I was bitterly disappointed in the situation. I guess a more sobering note, you get a, a phone call that does rock you after the closing ceremony. Am I right in saying that about, about your brother? 
mm. and about what he was going through back here. Yeah. Um, so our parents left um, a day or two after we'd finished competing and um, we, we were, uh, went to the closing ceremony and um, we had heard that they'd arrived home all okay and then um, we, we get a phone call, um, oh, you know, Hamish is in hospital. Um, Hamish has been in and out of hospital, not irregularly during his life, so we were like, oh, he should be fine anyway. Um, that, that was before we went to the closing ceremony. We get back, um, no, this is really serious. He's in life-saving surgery. Um, and I think that, you know, we'd just come back from the closing ceremony and I think it was about 3am and we sat down on the floor of our apartment and just bawled. <laughs> just it's very funny because everyone else is celebrating and so the apartment was very loud and noisy. And at that stage, like, once we found out that it was really bad, we just wanted to go home. It's probably harder at the moment. Obviously, he, he came through that um, and we were checking up on him all, all the way home. But um, it's, it's been a really rough run since then. Um, he's, he's been put onto palliative care at the moment. So he's, from that, he's, he's, he's never really going to recover. Um, and it's, you know, we, he, he may have three months, he may have three years, we, we're, not, we're not sure. It's, it's all about, about managing about managing it and about making his life as comfortable and, and making sure he enjoys it as much as possible. Um, it's, it, it, it almost helped in a way after London. We were so bitterly disappointed with how our Olympics had gone and then this phone call was just this huge wake-up call. And you know what? I haven't dwelt on London. I'm not bitter about it. I, I, because we got back and we had to run a household, you know. So in, in that respect, it's, it's been a really helpful wake-up call. Um, it was, I've, I've, I, I don't dwell on it at all, but yeah, it's, um, it's been a rough couple of years. I mean, while it has been rough and um, it is, it's not ideal, it's sort of important to remember Hamish because he's, he's pretty special, he's, um, he's very brave. Absolutely. Oh, it, it gives you a perspective, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. yeah. Like, what right do we have to be unhappy, sort of thing? So after some really tough times and some very hard years, in 2013, Kate, it comes together for you in the swimming pool. You become the world champion in the 100 metres freestyle. Yeah, it was, you know, finally getting up there and on top of an individual podium. It was, um, yeah, very, very surreal. And um, it, it, it was kind of my atonement for what happened in London. And, you know, Bronte and I qualified t together again, which, which was, you know, very exciting in itself to do it, back it up again the next year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was you know, all, all my dreams came true in, in, in that one year after, you know, the disappointment of London. Two years later, Bronte, it's your time, champion in the 50 metre freestyle and the 100 metre freestyle at the World Championships. And Kate, you got to see it pretty close up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was um, separated by a lane. The defending champion, her sister's in front. Bronte leads, Showstrom coming through. Bronte leads and wins. Bronte Campbell upsets Big 
sister, and Bronte is the world champion. Yeah, it was um, incredible. I mean, I, I was I was so so thrilled for Bronte because you know finally, finally she could say to all those people who had been asking her, so when are you going to beat Kate? She can say now. I've done it. Like you can stop asking me that question. <laughs> yeah, it was it was um it was the first time I'd beaten Kate in the hundred, and to do it at an international competition in the final when it counts is. It's pretty special. It didn't really change anything between the two of us at all. It sort of just silenced everyone that said I was the younger sister. The team seems strong, and it seems strong not only in the pool but outside the pool. I mean, was it that bad in London, and what's changed things? I mean, to be honest, London wasn't that bad for either of us team-wise. I mean, I didn't notice what was going on over there. I was probably too young and too wrapped up in what was going on in my own little world, which was falling apart. But the team's definitely stronger now. We've moved away from a lot of the rules that we had, which were very, very strict and, and very amateur. And we've moved to sort of a value-based approach where we all believe in the team, we all believe in the team values and um, guided by those values, we will act within the rules anyway, but we don't, we don't need rules in place because we all trust each other now. And it's, it's really fantastic to be a part of. Yeah, I think it's been a really interesting progression. Um, the more responsibility you give people, the more responsibility they take. Uh, and that, that, that's been a really sort of liberating part of, of being this team. We, we, we never discuss results. Um, we never discuss predictions. We, we, we never say, oh, we want to go out and win this many gold medals. It, it's all about you being your best. And we celebrate everyone's achievements equally, whether that person has made a final for the first time, they've done a three-second PB and made a final, or whether they've won a gold medal. And it's such a great team to be a part of, and you really do just have so much fun. It doesn't matter how different you are, you have this one thing, and that's the love of sport and the love of swimming, because that's the reason everyone's there. So what's going to happen in Rio? Well, Shall we tie? Yeah, I think we should tie. I think that would be a good idea. And Tommy Fraser-Holmes and Cam McAvoy managed it in the 200. We'll just have a few chats with them and ask them how it's done. <laughs> I think that would help Mum and Dad. Yeah, I think it would help us too. <laughs> what do you think might happen? I don't know. Anything could happen. It's, it's very easy sitting in Australia to think that, that Kate and I are the only ones who have a chance of a medal, but the rest of the world is out there and they're watching us and they're getting ready too, so... Anything could happen. That's, that's why we love the Olympics. Anything can happen. You see it every year, someone comes out of nowhere and does something incredible. I would like to be that someone, but you never know. Well, well done on everything you've achieved so far, and good luck for the future. It's very exciting. Thank, Thank you, you very much. We're very excited.